Welcome to On the Brink, a fresh lens to take you and your business to new heights. Thanks for joining us today. My job, as you know, is to be your host and your guide. What I want to do is get you off the brink. I want you to see, feel, and think in new ways so that you can change. So I have with me today a wonderful woman. Michelle Bailey is with us from Canada, I think. Am I correct? Yes. You are. That's wonderful. And Michelle and I met through the Women Business Collaborative, an organization we're both extremely involved with and very fond of, all of which is there to help women become the best that they can be. What I'd like to do today, though, is let Michelle tell you a little bit about herself after I introduce her to all of you, because her bio is beautiful, and I don't want her to shortchange you because it's really exciting. She's the founder of The Blazing Group. What a great name. A brand and culture agency born in her strategy-first approach to business. She has a flair for sharing stories and a desire to enhance employee wellness while pursuing business goals. This is sort of interesting because in her, as you listen to her today, you'll know that business isn't about selling things or making things, it's about people things. And the wellness and well-being of your people and their belonging is not to be underestimated. It is the differentiator that can take you and separate you from the rest. And she's shaking her head for those who are listening and she's saying, yes, that is true. Her advertising agency, Blazing, is turning branding inside out with her My Big Idea, an employee mentoring and wellness program designed to propel individuals forward in their quest for personal and professional success. That My Big Idea is a really cool one. So it's delivered virtually or in person, and it's uniquely designed for business owners, leaders, and employees to address the challenges of work and personal life. And we'll talk today about that work-life balance, who is in the pursuit of. What I've never understood, I'm an anthropologist, and I look at our society and I can't quite figure out why life and work are different. Isn't work life and life work? I mean, this is all kind of a blend. And being a professional, since the time my kids were three weeks old, I knew that there was a blend. It wasn't either or, it was together, it was who we were. So the difference and the balancing is a challenge, even for the guys. Michelle's on a quest to get her clients to take one important step further to make true gratitude integral to the way business is done. True gratitude. As you're listening or watching, we're going to talk a lot about it because gratitude isn't inconsequential. It is essential to our well-being. So her passion for gratitude is contagious, and I think you're going to capture that. She has a new book out, and I'm so delighted to share it with you. It's called The Currency of Gratitude. It was just published and it offers moving and straightforward guide to enabling business growth using gratitude as your currency. And you're going to say, what? I say gratitude is not inconsequential. Now, Michelle will tell you she's a biracial woman and has faced her share of challenges. If her balanced energy and vision have earned her international recognition as a champion of women in business, she's a driving force bringing the first women president's organization, the WPO chapter to Canada. And she sits on the WPO board as its international representative. I think you know enough about Michelle to know that you want to listen carefully and enjoy our time together. Michelle, thank you for joining me today. Andy, I am so delighted to be here. Well, tell the listener, who is Michelle? Because you've had a journey I can't capture in reading your bio as much as I have enjoyed it. You know, who is Michelle? Because that brings us to what we're doing now. So give us a little bit about your background. Thank you, Andy. Um, first of all, I want to start by saying that I have lived in multiple states in different countries my whole life. 
It wasn't until I uh, turned 18 that I landed in Canada, went going to school, and I have stayed here. So I'm a dual citizen. I'm an American as well as a Canadian. Um, I have lived in uh, New Hampshire, Vermont, uh, New York City, Michigan, and the island of Haiti. So I have quite a varied background, um, and I've experienced many cultures uh, which have allowed me to be the woman I am today. And through this all, Andy, we were talking about gratitude. I have to tell you, because I never stayed anywhere long, it was really hard to make friends because people knew that I'd be moving and they didn't want to waste time on people that were going to be hanging around. So at an early age, I made gratitude my core and I learned to embrace each and every relationship that was put in front of me, whether it be for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Because people mean everything to me, which fast forwards us to being in Toronto today. So to take a step back, I have an agency called Blazing. You might not know who we are, but you will certainly have heard with the clients that we have done work for the last 27 years. And to be a woman in this industry for that long is really almost unheard of because it's a dog-eat-dog world. It's a burn and churn business. People usually don't last longer than 18 or 24 months because you burn them out. However, Blazing has stood the test of time. And my average tenured employee is 11 years. Wow. In today's world, that is amazing. Amazing, amazing. And Andy, that is actually why people kept saying to me, how do you hold on to people in an industry that is just so burn and churn for the length of time that you do? And I will tell you, it's a few things. It's about creating an awesome culture at work so people feel connected, they want to show up, and they watch each other's back. That's the first and most important thing. It's also about appreciating and recognizing the contributions they bring both as team members and as individuals, also very important. So I didn't know that Blazing was so special until people started saying to me, you don't lose your people and all the people you get are through word of mouth. You don't have to use headhunters or you don't have to use hiring people. I said, no, it's all word of mouth. So that's what I was doing at Blazing. When people were asking me, what I do differently. And I thought I do something differently than most people I know. I do things like setting up my goals, both personally and professionally every year. I am very clear with what I need to do as a business owner, as a leader, as a mother, and as a friend. So what I do is I actually broke down my life in nine categories. And this is what led to the evolution and creation of my big idea. My big idea helps people come up with their big idea. Mm-hmm. So they can have work-life integration and blend. So, Andy, I start every year by sitting down and, and answering 13 questions under reflection. What worked and what didn't work this past year? And because it's my homework for myself, I'm dead honest. Because if I'm not dead honest, I can't change, improve, or discard things that haven't been working for me. So I I talk about things like, what was my biggest challenge? What was my biggest success? 
who inspired me and why? Um, what do I need to let go of? Who do I need to let go of? Who do I need to allow in my life? Questions like that. So I start with reflection. Then I go into personal goals. And I, again, have 10 questions I'm asking myself. And then I have a section in my workbook that I have to list at least one, but not more than three personal goals. And it has to be about me, not my kids, not my family. It's got to be about me. I do the same for professional goals. I ask myself what I want to accomplish this year. Then I go into health and wellness goals. I go into finance and wealth goals. <laughs> then I go into relationship goals. Ah, Andy, when I created relationship goals, I never knew how impactful this would be. I actually ask people to answer the questions in relationship goals, but do not set a goal. I need you to do an exercise called uh, creating your support network. And in this exercise, I have people for professional, career, a mentoring or mentee, a friends, family, emotional. I have a whole little grid and I start putting people's names in there. And then I look at that grid and I go through it and I have a little marker, two different club markers. Who gives me positive energy? Who gives me negative energy? And who's energy neutral? So once I've identified and looked at my support network, then I go back and set my relationship goal for the year. And sometimes, Andy, it's getting rid or creating strict boundaries around people who don't always want or wish the best for me. It's about keeping it real. Then I go into my refueling section. What do I need to do for myself to be the best version of me for me and for everyone around me. And then I always end with my gratitude goals. I have a list and I just write people's names down, mm -hmm. write down their relationship to me and what I want to thank them for. And in those relationships, sorry, the gratitude goals, what I do is I have six questions that if I answer them honestly to the person I want to thank, I will change my relationship with them. The questions go something like this. You came into my life. You bring me joy by. You inspire me because I hope to add to our journey together. And I want to thank you for. I put those down and I answer them. It takes me under five minutes. And that has impacted my relationships, both personally and professionally, like nothing else I've ever experienced. That so much so, Andy, is why I now have The Currency of Gratitude, my book, published <laughs> by Forbes. Forbes came to me and they said, we hear you've got a different spin on gratitude. And I said, I do. And I said, please understand that I think gratitude journals are so important. And I think looking at each day and seeing the three things you need to be most grateful for is also very important. But I'm on a quest to teach people that if you push gratitude outside of yourself, you will have much bigger, better, stronger, and sticky relationships with people in your life. So Forbes said, could you write a book in 50,000 words? I said, no, I could write a book in 30,000 words. <laughs> people, how gratitude has changed my life. And I hope to teach other people how gratitude can change your life. So this is a journey you've been on. I'm fascinated with each step along the way. And as you're thinking about it, 
I'm just curious whether this has come from any kind of catalytic moment, aha moment. You know, when we were talking in advance, I said, you know, the pressure to write a book comes from all kinds of places. Was there a particular thing that became the, other than Forbes coming and said, would you, um, were you ready to write a book at that point? Is it time? Was it time for you to tell the story? Um, Andy, I didn't think it was time to tell the story. And I didn't even understand that gratitude was my brand. Uh-huh. It was um, my managing partner, Eric Marshall, who showed me that gratitude was my brand. And it started because someone came and said, we want you to open a woman's conference up in Toronto. There'll be hundreds of women there. And we want you on stage to kick it off by talking about um, spending five minutes talking about a passion project, something you're passionate about. We want the audience to feel your passion. So I went, I was at the office and I said to Eric, oh, great. I'm going to kick off this conference and I'm going to talk about work-life blend and integration through my big idea and how if you focus on those nine areas of your life, you will get clear and you will have a blend that works for you. So he looked at me and said, you're going to talk about my big idea? Yeah, that's your five-minute passion? I said, absolutely. He said, hmm, I don't think so. I looked at him, what do you mean you, you don't think so? He said, passion, Michelle, what makes you come alive? He said, gratitude is your passion. And he walked out of the room. (laughs) I'm like, who's he to tell me what my passion is? Oh, he knows you well. He knows me well. So you know what? I got up there, Andy, and I talked about gratitude. Good for you. And when you do it from a source of abundance, um, when you have gratitude as your guiding North Star, yeah. the world presents opportunities to you that you aren't even aware of. And now, a word from our sponsors, Simon Associates Management Consultants. That's us. And we're here to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. Whether you are an organization that's stuck or stalled, or an individual in that organization who's looking to rethink their own life's journey. Simon Associates has designed programs and processes to help you do just that. Our first book, On the Brink, A Fresh Lens to Take Your Business to New Heights, told the stories of seven clients who were stuck or stalled, and a little anthropology helped them see things through a fresh lens, reignite their growth, and soar again. My new book that came out in January 2021 is called Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. It's all about how 11 women, including myself, were able to see past the hurdles, the glass ceilings, and the brick walls and become the best that they could be. They heard things like women aren't lawyers and women can't lead and women aren't in geosciences. And they said, of course we are. And they really pushed through and did it with such ease that they want other women to see what's possible. At the end of the book, I provide a bit of a how-to process for you. If you're on the brink of rethinking your own life's journey, it's time to pause, step back, and ask yourself, where am I going? What's my passion and my purpose? And am I there or can I get there? Send us your emails to info at andysimon.com and we'll get right back to you to see how we can help. On andysimon.com are some free chapters for both books. And you can also join our newsletter and our Facebook group, Rethink with Andy Simon. We are bringing together women to help other women do what they can't do by themselves, very often to see what's possible and become the best that they can be. Come join us. And now, back to our podcast. So, Michelle, for the yes. listener, 
It's not a gratitude diary. It's not the three things that you're grateful for each day. It's not sending a gratitude note. It's something different and bigger. Talk to us. Before we talk about the book, what is it that you found in the word gratitude that can flush it out for us, give it a personality beyond the the tactical, practical that we hear? Because this sounds like a life strategy, something that gives you uh, richness beyond anything in particular, but something bigger and richer. Am I hearing you correctly? Yes, Andy, you are. Um, For me, gratitude is about energy. Think of a ball of light. Mm -hmm. And when you give that ball of light to someone else and gratitude shows up in so many ways, you are giving energy to another person and allowing them to receive something that you see in them. Mm -hmm. Too often we are all so busy. We're racing. We just need to get through the next thing. When you have gratitude as an anchor, it allows magic to appear. And I'll give you a very short little story. Mm. Last two years, um, as you know, a lot of people have lost their jobs or resigned from their jobs, et cetera. There's a woman, (coughs) excuse me, that I know in banking. I had lost touch with her for years, but I heard she had lost her job and I didn't think anything of it. We'd lost touch. I got a call from her husband. How he found my number, my name, I don't know. And he called me up and he said, Michelle, my wife is in a really bad way. Could you please reach out to her? Because she's not getting off the couch. And it's been weeks. Andy, so I did. I thought, well, actually, I'll be honest. I hung up that phone. I thought, I have no time for this. None. Then I thought to myself, a man's looked for my number. He doesn't know me. He embarrassed himself by calling me and saying that my wife needs help. I know she hasn't been in touch. Please help her. So I reached out to her and I didn't tell her husband called me. I reached out and I suggested we go for a walk. She came out. I live in the country. She came out. We walked. And all I did is I let silence do the lifting and I just listened. That was my act of gratitude. I just listened to her hurt, her overwhelmingness of being let go, not knowing. I just listened and I invited her back two weeks later. And what I did when we went on the walk is I told her all the wonderful things I saw in her, both personally and professionally in the 10 years I had known her, even though we had lost contact. And I reminded her that she is special and there's someone out there, a corporation that's going to see that. Silence, listening, observing, and just being present was enough to get this woman back in a good space and she's got a great job now. Something as simple as that. That's an act of gratitude. I love it. I love it. I love it because anyone listening can do that. It's not like you need to go take a doctor, but you do need to pause for a moment and think about how can you help somebody. Now, I'm going to pause for a moment. So Michelle has told us an amazing story that's sort of been captured now in her book. And what I'd like her to do is talk about the different chapters in the book so that this gratitude currency can come alive even more than just the gift that she gave this lovely lady. 
who needed a hand, but also so you can begin to hear about what gratitude can become for you as you're dealing with all of the transformation uh, coming out of the pandemic. And who knows whether we'll be coming back into another one. Michelle, share with us the, the, the contents inside your book, please. Please, please. Absolutely, Andy. Please just share that. So I'm showing people how chapter one, placing gratitude at the center of your personal brand changes relationships. And again, I talked about that note card and those questions I teach people to answer. Also about creating brand ambassadors. That's chapter two. Blazing has created brand ambassadors. That's why I never have to advertise for jobs. People come to me through word of mouth because of brand ambassadors. Then I talk about gratitude and winning business. I do not take winning business for granted. And I'm not one to win business and start going for the next piece of business. I'm one to win business, make sure it stays. And when I lose business, and I do, I continue keeping in touch and I win back more business than I've lost. Chapter four, gratitude as a means of retaining clients and customers. Yes. Almost all of Blazing Business is grown through referrals. That's about retaining clients and customers. Chapter five is about gratitude and self-care. If we can't be grateful to ourselves. Yeah first big act of gratitude. Be grateful and kind to yourself. Then I wrote about gratitude during times of crisis. I held back on the publishing of this book. Forbes was not too happy because I saw gratitude unfolding during the pandemic Mm -hmm. and needed to talk about how people show up and corporations show up for other people in times of crisis. And then my last chapter is about making gratitude a habit. Yes. Have a daily planner. It's called the My Big Idea Planner. And every week at a glance, I have to write in things to do personally, things to do professionally, what I need to reflect on or who I need to reflect on and who I need to thank. As I look at my planner right now, I see that there's five gratitude cards that I need to put out. As far as reflection, there's two people that I need to reach out to because they need a little extra something from someone. And I've chosen that this is the week I'm going to reach out to them. So that's how I make it a habit. And it becomes a habit, Andy. It's every Sunday night, five minutes for me to set up my week so I know what I need to do. Now, as you're thinking about this, think about it as if you're the audience listening in. You've created a a personal strategy for your life, and you've created the action steps to make that come alive, and you're telling us a story about how it's transformed you. I'd love to know a little more about the transformation, because you didn't start doing this, right? This has come along in your life's journey where you began to, even at 18, began to see how to build those relationships in particular ways. You know, do you have a... And and, an insight in terms of who Michelle is now versus where you might have been as you were starting through all of this was blazing a different kind of company before you began to have that epiphany that this was what matters. Um, Actually, blazing was a different company. I was focused on culture, Mm -hmm. gratitude. That was always my focus. It was all about creating an awesome culture 
and to be a company where I wanted to work because I had two previous employers and I, I dreaded Mondays. Yeah. I did Mondays. Yeah. We need a little of that contrast in order to know what we want. Exactly. So it showed me what I wanted to create. So that's creating a winning culture. I think it was about 10 years ago. Um, when my dad died, who was my mentor, he, my dad was everything to me. He also lived with us and he worked at Blazing. So when he died, um, I was so busy taking care of uh, my immediate family and then my brothers and their families all throughout the U.S. And then I went back to the office and I had to take care of my team who had been working with Dr. Fritz for years and years. Nobody was coping well with his death. So it took me three weeks to try to get everything and everyone settled. And then I realized, Andy, that I hadn't grieved. Yes. I hadn't grieved this immense loss in my life. So I took a backpack and I went down to Costa Rica by myself for two weeks and off the grid. No electronics. I brought a pen and paper. I brought paints. I brought poems to read and I bought books. And I hiked in the rainforest of Costa Rica every day. And it was only my last day there when I sat down and I wrote a letter to my father that I began to heal. Yes. So on that plane ride home, I sat in the plane and I made a list of all the people in my life that I needed to thank while they were alive. Mm -hmm. And that's what transformed. To understanding that gratitude expressed to people will really show them the impact they have on your life and tell them when they're alive so you don't have to write a letter like I did to my dad. But you know, as you were doing that, you were also, I won't say healing, the gift of giving is as much a gift to ourselves as it is to somebody else. And that bond just then, uh, you needed, unfortunately, that catalyst to realize it. But what a blessing that came to you at the right time to begin to grow to the next woman who you were becoming, wasn't it? You know what, Andy, it it actually, it was. It, it, my father gave me a great gift and I didn't realize how big that (laughs) is. But now that I know that that gift was given to me, I know. I'm trying to teach others. Yep. Well, this is so exciting. But we are just about ready to wrap up this beautiful, beautiful podcast together. And I've so enjoyed talking with you. A couple of things you don't want the listener to forget. Okay. Would you like me to say those now? Absolutely. All the listeners know that your personal and professional life is never going to be balanced. So make it integrated and blend it together. First, the second thing is it takes five minutes, no more than five minutes to answer those questions I put at the beginning and change a relationship with someone who means the world to you. Let them know. They can't read your mind. And the third thing is you are always teaching people how to treat you. Peggy Grawl, my mentor, has always told me that you are teaching people how to treat you. So uh-huh. get treated the way you want. This is such an interesting, important, wonderful, I don't know the right adjective, Michelle. Those words are 
always empty when they don't really capture the beauty of your story and the mission that you're on to help the world become a much better place. I think it's a global mission you're on here. Am I right? At a time when we needed a lot, it's a very, um, very difficult time and one where the gratitude, the relationships, the personal uh, presence that Michelle's talking about, listen carefully. Listen to this, this podcast a second time and begin to think about even buy her book. It's a great book to begin to understand how giving gratitude is not about one way, it's about two way. And as you give, you receive, but also you build that life that's worth living. And you may wonder about how to blend it or how to balance it. But at the end of the day, life and work are together. You need to live and you need to have work. And so somehow we have to pull it all into place so that our families and friends and those around us all thrive. So this is a great time. Um, do you want to put up that book one more time? What is the name of it and how can they buy it? The Currency of Gratitude by Michelle Bailey. You can buy it on Amazon or wherever business books are sold. Forbes is the publisher. And Forbes is very happy to promote that. So this is a great time. Let me say goodbye to all of you who come. Come with such attention and send me great emails, info at andysimon.com. Send them along. I love your ideas. And I love the people you want me to interview. It's sharing at its best. Now, for books. My book, uh, Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business, won the bronze best business book for 2022 in the women in business category by Axiom. And so I'm honored. And my first book, On the Brink, won that same award, but in a different category in 2017. So writing books is a challenge. Having them make an impact, as Michelle will tell you, is our purpose. And then when it works, it's so exciting. I had to do a book club the other day for professional women. And as I'm listening to them play back to me how the book impacted them, and I'm sure Michelle will see the same, it really did have an impact. And I went, oh my, the humility that comes from it says, this matters. And we're all trying to help women and men who are their allies become the best that we can be together so that both our business and our personal lives are, are thriving. So, Michelle, thank you for coming today. Thank you, Andy. And for all our listeners, thank you for coming. I'll see you soon. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye.